This week we have Lucky Lance, who is going to discuss the epidemic of crowdsourcing legal fees for frivolous cases that are going to go nowhere. Lucky Lance. G'day, mate. Thanks for having me back on. Absolute pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. So we've just got this ridiculous amount of fundraisers for these lawsuits that are going to go nowhere. It's gotten absolutely ridiculous. It's becoming an epidemic of crowdfunding for legal fees with no merit, which is, and I, I assume you've noticed, which is why you've called me and asked me to come back on. It's, you know, beyond the joke. It was beyond the joke a year ago. All the activists online have seen how lucrative it is and everyone's jumping on board. Even RDA now yep. are proposing a class action against Victoria Police. Now, uh, people like ourselves that have any understanding of the legal system know straight off the bat how absolutely ridiculous that is. Yeah, whether you believe in the cause or not, you know that it's not going to work. So say I was an anti-lockdowner, but as someone who's got a vague legal understanding, I would say I hate lockdowns, but this won't work. Yes, it won't work. It's it, you know? it, it, If any of these actions had any merit, and I'm repeating myself like a broken record. No, nah, but any, it's true. If any of these proposed legal actions, class actions, high court challenges over the last 18 months had any merit, the big firms would have picked it up by now. They would have been all over it. They would have yep, been absolutely. all over it. Would have been funded by big firms, hedge funders. They would have been all over it. Then big firms love nothing more than running a class action and getting a big windfall and, and, and holding the government to task. They love that sort of thing. Absolutely. Right. Now, the feedback I'm getting back, so when I was picking on Advocate Me on their fourth class action now, still nothing in court. Of course. People, so people say to me, why are you picking on these guys? They're, they're trying to fight the government. They're trying to fight the government. I said, uh, you know, the big firms aren't, they're the only people fighting the government. And I'm like, if it had any merit, big firms would fight them. And the answer yep. is always, yeah, because the, all the big firms, they're all in the, uh, the cabal. they're all on the take. They're all yeah, on the take. Yeah, they, yeah. And they wouldn't dare st- uh, speak up against their handlers and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only the little guys like Advocate Me and GMB that have got the balls to stand up. I'm like, that's a great story. Great story. I don't know who told you that, but it's not how it works whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. It's not a fucking conspiracy. It's not at all. And, they, and they, this thing called the separation of powers, Joel. Yeah, well, I mean, look, when it comes down to it, not, even, not only the legal separation of powers, because, of course, these guys are claiming some sort of conspiracy, but in the fact that, like, you know, the judiciary and the legislature are separate, <clears throat> not only are they legally separate, but there's just no way any of this is coordinated. It's completely ridiculous. I mean, look, the issue here, realistically, is that these idiots have this idea of the law that if you have a lawyer, just like, you know, Dennis Denerto back in the castle, you know, when they got the lawyer, he knows the law. And they were going to throw some money at a problem and get what they wanted. Now, at the end of the day, Bud Tingwell, the QC, actually did get there on just terms in the Constitution, but that's what they're expecting. They're expecting they're going to get their QC and they're going to get their constitutional outcome and they're going to have their happy ending. And they're just not because these people think that the law is what they want it to be if they only try hard enough. And this is their effort, and it's pathetic. It's not going to go anywhere. I really want to fly, you know what I mean? And I really yeah. try. I think about it all the time. Flat wings, night and day. Do you think about it night and day? It's not happening. No, no, it's not. And it's ridiculous. And the thing is, the cases have no merit, but the people who are donating money, they don't know this. Yeah, I, I, I've been a bit too harsh on the people donating. They don't have they a have clue. They have no idea. They've never met a lawyer before. They don't know any lawyers. They haven't got any way of uh, getting a second That's opinion. That's it. They take it on face value. What they don't know, even the most basic things that they don't know, is the is why they become the victims of these uh, of these scams, yeah. of these legal scams. There's so many reasons why you wouldn't donate to these causes. 
you know, for one, if any of these cases had merit, a big firm would be taking it on board and they would not. They're not crowdfunding it. They would not be crowdfunding for one. They would not be advertising it on Facebook. No, they wouldn't, no. Listen, I'll make a, a warning for your viewers. If you see a lawyer on Facebook telling you he's going to fight the government and asking you to donate, I can tell you 99.99999% chance that is an absolute fucking scam in more ways yeah. than one. There may be a few lawyers that are deluded. Like Serene may have actually believed in her class action. I think she might have, yeah. So they might be deluded and actually think it's... She's not clever. She's not clever. She's never run a class action before. She actually doesn't know what one is. Yeah. Like how complex are they? They take big firms, dozens of lawyers, millions of dollars. It's a very big feat. At least Buckley from GMB Lawyers, he is saying to his ridiculously pilled bloody uh, followers that he does need to get a barrister for it. And if he fronted up to the high court, they'd literally just laugh him out of the room. Yes. He's self-aware enough to say that. Now, everything else about the merits of the case are non-existent. Of course, you know, he's his buddy, you know. How long has he been crowdfunded? Over a year? How come nothing's in court? Yeah. He bragged about. Yeah, yeah. He sent a few fucking letters and put the fundraiser. And that feels like it's just a way of getting them galvanized to know that he's not doing nothing. Because it seems like if he does nothing, then why do you keep donating? So he just keeps on giving he's, them crumbs. He's doing nothing. He's giving them crumbs. He's doing nothing. You know, when it comes down to it, these lawyers are actually ethically and legally obligated to only take cases that have chances of success. So what they're doing is not only just wrong in the basic term of, you know, in the normal sense of it, which is that this seems like a wrong thing to do, but it's actually in the laws, the uniform rules that regulate solicitors, you're not meant to be doing this. And yet, they're flagrantly doing this. And in the case of Nathan Buckley from GMB Lawyers, nothing's happened to him from the law society so far. But in the case of Serene Tafar, she went down. She got disbarred. She got disbarred. So Nathan Buckley is the Sydney version of uh, Nathan Buckley from GMB. Yes, from GMB. There's two Nathan. There's another Nathan Buckley in Sydney. He's a great man with a really, really Poor bastard, really high standard of integrity. I spoke to him. Poor bastard. People think that he's Nathan Buckley from GMB. So I'll just say GMB. But GMB is like a slightly smarter version of Advocate Me <laughs> from Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, they really are. They're very similar. They're very similar, but he's a little bit smarter. He's a little bit smarter. Yeah, he is. Uh, For better. Or worse. Serene just, you know, did so much ridiculously stupid shit, gave the legal services board no choice but to disbar her. You know what I mean? Yeah, or well, she said all this stuff like, you know, judges are pedophiles and corrupt and shit like that. It's just fucking yeah. cooked. Yeah. So we've got a long list of these crowdfunded legal fee uh, actions. And so we had Serene. And we've got Buckley. They're the two sort of old classics. Peter Matook. Peter Matook is a new one. He's a new one in the field. Oh, there's no, the new ones popping up all the time. Here I am, the anti-scamming activist, working day and night trying to uncover and expose these people. They're popping up faster than I can take them down. It's so true. Like, it really is because they see how lucrative it is. They sort of bring them, they bring themselves undone because it gets desperate. They get a big head. It gets away from them, just like normal criminals. You know, it, yeah. it escalates. And I sit there and yeah. watch them escalate. And I sit here and provoke them with my videos and I taunt them and, and expose them and make fun of them. And I watch and I watch them fumble and I watch them get upset. Uh. And I can see the demeanor in their, in their videos and in their posts. I can see it's getting close, you know, and I just sit back. Yeah. I sit back and watch them unravel and to the point of no return because they can't pull it back. They can't stop. They're in deep. They're famous. They've got people cheering them on. They've got people throwing money at them. So much fame. So much fame. That's the second effect of this. Like, not only do you have the crowdfunding where you get all this money, but you also get adoration from thousands, literally thousands of people. A 
adoring you, saying you're the best legal mind in history, that you're a freedom fighter with no parallel. Lawyers who take up these sort of actions, other lawyers, judges, and people in the legal fraternity laugh at them. They laugh at them, they frown upon them, and they're, dis- they and they're disgusted in them because they, these are the people that give, you know, lawyers have a bad name, you know, all the sayings, how do you tell when a lawyer's lying, their lips are moving? And, yeah, 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 the usual stuff, yeah. You know, what What do you call 10 lawyers uh, tied together at the bottom of the ocean? A good start. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that's the thing, like, you know, you know, ambulance chases, the whole sort of thing. So people hate lawyers, you know, they have all these things like that. And mind you, I might add, people that hate lawyers to the death, they hate them until their son's in trouble with the police and yeah, all this. Oh, then it, they yeah. have a change of heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't they just... The comfy massage chair I'm sitting in as we speak was gifted by a client's parents. Yeah, uh, that's that, it. You know, so we have gifts that's and it. flowers coming all the time. So they all hate lawyers until they're in trouble and they need one. And then that's all of a sudden it. they like them when they find a good one. So all those uh, all those bad sayings about lawyers, you know, that lawyers are bad and they're dishonest and all, these, uh, all this innuendo about lawyers, all the lawyers that we're seeing now on the Facebook, they're the fucking shitty lawyers that give good lawyers a bad name. They are. Yeah, now, the public don't realise it because the public don't know they're the real lawyers because they've never seen them or met them. Right? All these people that donate to GMB and Serene Tefahar and all these all these Facebook lawyers, that's their first encounter with a lawyer. It is. That's most of their first experience with a lawyer. Their first introduction to a lawyer is a Facebook lawyer. That's it. And they trust them and they think they're great because they're fighting for their cause. They're people of the law. Right? What they don't realise, it's the rest of the lawyers that wouldn't dare go on the internet, right, who are at home as we speak, reading through tens of thousands of pages of uh, legal documents, the real lawyers doing the real work who, who are, you know, they'd be ashamed to go on Facebook. They're disgusted. They are disgusted by these Facebook lawyers crowdfunding for these illegitimate causes because totally. they're well aware that they have a bad reputation in the public. People think they're no good. Now, when they see these dodgy lawyers online proposing false and misleading claims of court actions and class actions and high court challenges, right, they are disgusted. They're like, they're the people that give us this fucking bad name. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. the normal legal fraternity are absolutely disgusted with the likes of GMB, Advocate Me, Matuk, and all these clowns. And you'll find them talking on Reddit groups and these little chat groups. I found a yeah. few of them. I watch Oslaw, yep, yep. And these people are fucking behind the scenes strategizing on how the fuck to get GMB disbarred ASAP. Because yeah. he's damaging the reputation of the profession, which is already yeah. or they already get enough jokes in innuendo. Yeah. And it's people like Serene Tefahar and GMB lawyers absolutely making it worse and, and every self-respecting lawyer in Australia who has seen their, their content is absolutely disgusted in them and they That's give right. lawyers a bad name. I wanted to make they sure do. I put that out there. <laughs> so we've got another guy who's making the most ridiculous claim for a lawsuit, which is to take traffic fines to the high court. What's the go with that? Well, this is a shame. He's a lovable larrikin. I'll get a lot of heat for calling him out. A lot of people like him. He films himself, his encounters with police, and he's quite intelligent. He's fairly intelligent. He sounds like a fucking lunatic to me. He's an idiot, but he's pretty good at outsmarting police with words, you know, put it that way. I've heard that before. And everyone loves that. Everyone loves that to outsmart. And good for you. Good for you. It's good for clickbait. It doesn't actually do anything or achieve anything in the world, but no, God, no. It's, it's great clickbait. You know, have an argue, have a legal argument with a cop on the side of the road and outsmart him on a few things or trip him up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good, good for you. That's that's a viral video. It's Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. Yes, but this guy, now, so I've been watching him and uh, he's a bit of a nuisance, but he's a lovable larrikin. Good on him. He's not crowdfunding. People ask me, oh, why don't you call him out? Because like, he's not crowdfunding. He's having a good time. Leave him alone. He's just funny. He's just a funny guy. Keeping the cops on their toes. Good on him. Whatever. Sure enough, bloody hell. I see the crowdfunding link. He wants to take the police. He wants to take his infringements to the High Court of Australia. He needs $100,000. I'm like, for fuck's sake, mate. Yeah. You can't take your, par- your parking fines to the High Court of Australia in the first place. It makes no sense. Secondly, parking fines. I mean, speeding fines, infringements. Anything. You can't. You're not taking your infringements to the High Court of Australia, you mad bastard. Firstly, 
Secondly, get the legal estimates first. Post that up. Then ask for the money. Yeah, what, if it right. only, what, if, what if the fees uh, are only going to be $56,770? Yeah. Ask for that. Don't straight away ask for 100000 It might be, if it did get into the high court, which it definitely won't, would be might be well over a hundred thousand. Yeah. Straight. What's that round figure? A hundred thousand. Yeah. It's because that's what he wants for his new car. Yeah, exactly. You know, but uh, if he went to any lawyer first before making that post, they would have said, "Don't make that post." They would have said, "If you're going to make that post, do not associate my name or my business with, with any that of post." It. And the thing is, he actually does have a list of barristers on his post. He's got four, uh, four people: a solicitor, a barrister, a lawyer, and a solicitor, all yep. from various uh, groups. And I am astounded that they are okay with this being associated with them. These people have a professional obligation to obey a code which is legislated in law and they're on a fucking gimmick. I'll tell you a little secret. People like yourself are going, why would reputable lawyers be involved with Rebel News and all these places? Why would they risk the reputation of being involved with scam? And I'll tell you the answer, Joel. These uh, bottom-feeding lawyers never made any fucking money. Yeah, yeah. They're going to take that. Like, look at Serene, yeah? Now, she just got disbarred. Still the best thing that ever happened to her before the corona. She wasn't even paying GST. Yeah, yeah. Right? So she was, she was making less money than a legal aid lawyer. Yeah, okay. These lawyers, they're not making any money. So what yeah. do they care about getting disbarred? She was making under... That meant she was making under 70K. Under 75K, yeah. She wasn't registered. She wasn't registered for... They might as well get disbarred. They're not making any money anyway. They make more yeah. money packing shelves. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They've got nothing to lose. And what? They're going to be lawyers the whole life doing wills and estates and drink drives, right? Never going to get to the heights of some lawyers. Here's their chance to get internet famous and get behind a cause. They can't help it. They jump at the fame. Getting a few hundred thousand bucks for doing nothing, just losing cases that have no merit. Yeah, the cases have no merit. Well, I should clarify, there has been two actual class actions that did make it to court. They weren't crowdfunded for. Uh, they were privately funded, as all class actions are. Uh, they went to court just as I predicted. They were thrown out. They were dreaming. Nice. Yep. But the, so the only two class actions for all these dozens of people crowdfunding for class actions, the only two that have made it to court that weren't crowdfunded for have been thrown out. And it's my assertion that all these ones that people are crowdfunding for have even less merit and will be thrown out. And they are scams and they're very dishonest, as well as people crowdfunding for fight the fines. That A fine is an infringement, and in, but an infringement is a small thing you can go to court for and you do not need a lawyer for it. Any good lawyers that you'll ring and say, I want to fight my fine for a mask or lockdown, any lawyer with any self-respect will say, listen, honey, I can't take your money. Just fill out the back of the form and send it in like everyone else. Yeah, that's right? it. Then here's the thing. If you're a real shy person or don't speak good English or you're a bit dumb like Lucky Lance, you might say, nah, I'd really rather you do it. I don't even want to do it. So if a lawyer was to take a fee, you could only charge $1,100, right? Around $1,100, you could charge someone for an infringement. Any more than that, if you charge two or three or 4000 or any more than $1,100, that person could complain to the legal services board, get a refund. So that's right. Even if you even if you did charge for someone for an infringement, which you really shouldn't, you would only be allowed to charge $1,100. Rebel news all around the world that crowdfunding hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to fight the fines, uh, I'll put it to you that it doesn't add up. The amount of money as well as the amount of fines that they are fighting uh, are invalid. It doesn't add up. The math simply doesn't add up. They are yep. pocketing most of the money as well as they're using the same lawyers to do their 20 fight the fines cases. So when yep. you take 20 fight the fines cases to a lawyer, do you think you'd get a bit of better price for 20? Oh, bulk discount. Bulk discount. I know for a fact that skimming off the top, it's a financial scam. Yep. Yeah, It's been going for a long time, Rebel News, and uh, it's unjust. Well, as I see, 
seen, you know, I've seen Rebel News filming people walking out of the Melbourne Magistrates Court after being victorious yeah. of beating their fine. I go on the internet, I look up the case. It was heard ex parte in Mansfield, not at Melbourne Magistrates Court. Yep, yep. Heard ex parte because the courts have been closed for most of the year. Exactly. But it's all for content. It's all for show. Yeah, it's a big fat scam. These people that are using Rebel News to fight their fines, they don't even meet the lawyer. Yep. They don't even meet the lawyer. The lawyer just fills out the back of the fine and sends it into the court. The court will look at it and they might, they might find it proven and dismissed. They might dismiss it. They might say, no, it sticks or they might set it down for a hearing. That hearing will be booked in via a WebEx. WebEx, yep. And these clients don't even meet the lawyers unless right. it's for a photo op and a, and a video. But then they're, they're not even meeting the lawyer. It's all a big farce. It's all a big financial scam. People taking advantage of vulnerable people at this time during a pandemic. Yep. It's disgusting and I'm going to dedicate my life to fighting them. It's bloody good to know you're there, Lance. Basically, these people, whether they know it or not, need someone to protect them from con men and snakes who are dying to take their money. And a fool and their money are very easily parted, but very rarely does someone step in the middle and say, mate, maybe you want to rethink that. You're that guy. And I, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for doing your work. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time, Joel. I appreciate you reaching out for me to come on the show again. And it's a pleasure. Anyone listening, please get behind me at Lucky Lance on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Join the fight to fight the crowdfunding scammers using a pandemic for their own financial gain. It's disgusting. And I promise you, I'll dedicate my life to fighting people crowdfunding for legal fees with no legal merit. Tune into Lance live almost every night on Facebook Live for a dose of gossip and general tomfoolery around the anti-lockdown scammers that are fleecing idiots for money and stay around for us to go further into detail into the crowdfunding class action scammers that are taking money from idiots who think they can change the law by throwing money at it. that's come out of the push to vaccinate as many people as possible and reopen the country as soon as possible has come in the form of mandatory vaccines in certain workplaces and occupations. Now, these jabs are not mandatory in that ultimate sense. They can, you know, kind of round you up from your house and put you in a, you know, sort of a steel chair. You can leave your job and you can avoid the jab, but it has had a lot of people facing a serious dilemma, which is to get the jab or lose the job. I mean, some people have been in these carer roles for decades now. They've dedicated their lives to others for pretty meager pay. Some of them have built a business they can't really walk away from, you know, set up a carer business that is they're a part of and without them it doesn't operate. People will lose their jobs who are happy to get vaccinated but will lose their jobs because their boss won't. So, okay, and they may have to dissolve these businesses if they refuse to get the jab. That's a real shame. And some of them truly love what they do and the people they care for love them being there but they face this tough decision which they believe is a matter of life and death. And the reason why is because they've been convicted by grifters, cult leaders, and charlatans. So the vaccine, any COVID vaccine, of course, all of them, will eventually kill them. Soon, later, at some point. It's deadly. It's the deadly experimental jab. So you've got people from various professions who are looking down the barrel of this stark choice. Either quit the job or get the jab, and a lot of them are choosing to quit their jobs. So you've got these aged care mandates, and they're approaching very soon. They're established. Oh, yes, you have to have a booking uh, by the 1st of September, and you have to have one shot in your arm by the 15th, and no extensions, no exemptions. That, that is very soon. And mm. you've got a situation where disability workers are also being pushed toward a mandatory vaccination program, construction workers being pushed toward the jab, with lots of accounts of people saying that employers are demanding vaccination from their workers. Otherwise, they're laid off, or they're not given hours, or they're not given contracts. And, you know, that's subcontractors, but employees are just being denied jobs or being basically told to look elsewhere 
if they don't have vaccination status. So mm. the flavor of the week, of course, is now the truckies. Oh, I love the truckies who are facing the dilemma of vaccine requirements on the job in New South Wales where they can't load in New South Wales unless they have proof of a jab, which is what half of the ridiculous strike on Monday was about. Yes, look, basically the federal government has decided, with some justification must be said, that that employers are essentially on their own. And employers, particularly large ones, have sought legal advice themselves and they've been told the, the way forward is to have your your employees vaccinated. And and so this is this is arising, it will arise through every industry you can think of. Construction you mentioned, but retail. I mean any any you know any large employer is going to look at this and say, well, we need to have we need to have our our, our employees vaccinated. Uh, we're potentially liable for outbreaks. Yeah, that's and, it. And and so that's that's the way it's going to be. And you can see these guys aren't going to rage against capitalism. It's the government or nothing because they're right wingers. Yeah, that's right. The, the federal government has very judiciously hand passed this over directly to employers, which has made employers a little bit annoyed, to be honest. And which is fair. Which is funny because the business chamber is their their group. There are some really big black letter law issues around uh, mandatory vaccination, uh, you know, across the board, certainly. So the, the Morrison government has looked at this and said, too hard, which is often <laughs> does, and, and left everything in the basket in the hands of, uh, of uh, employer groups around the country. Yeah, and probably fair work as well. I mean, mm. it's, it's actually, it really is a trademark of the Liberal Party to just not do stuff. But what it has done... <laughs> is they've basically set it off into this really uncertain territory, which has created a real perfect storm of fear and anxiety. And out of fear and anxiety, what do you get? You get opportunities for grift. And one of the things that a lot of people in the movement have realized this past year is sovereign citizen cheat codes actually don't work. And if anything, they tend to get you in more trouble, not less. (laughs) You shouldn't rely on them. Especially when your livelihood's involved. I mean, if you're battling a fine, maybe you can have like a funny judgment. Yeah, you might get lucky. But I mean, if you're swaggering into court with you know, with this sort of, I know the law better than you do, oh, Your Honour, then you are going to get thumped. It's not good. Yeah, it's really not good, especially if you're trying to do something that's a bit grandiose like strike down a law, which we'll talk about later. Mm. But of course- In lieu of this magical get-out-of-vaccination-free card, they've moved on to the next way to be above the law, the new Sobsit cheat code, which is have the law struck out in court. And this both relies on, as usual, obscure interpretations of the Australian Constitution that don't really exist, generally hoping that the vibe will be held by the High Court. You know, of course it will. Why wouldn't it? So (laughs) we've seen over the past year an absolute fetishization of lawyers in the anti-lockdown movement. They Mm. fucking love them. And the logic kind of checks out here because if you think about it, to them, a lawyer equals power, and they love power. Yes, because the right. anti-lockdown Absolutely movement right. is intrinsically and somewhat ironically, consider, you know, considering their whole collective boner for the concept of freedom and the, all that waffle about free speech. Despite how quickly they are to block you on social media, they're a fascist movement. They're a fascist movement that demands they get their way in life, and yep. everyone they disagree with is objectively and legally wrong. I mean. They call people they disagree with pedophiles. There is very low bar to being called a pedophile in this movement because it's just a way of tarnishing anyone they don't like. This is fascism, and this is backed by this weird sort of bloodlust, especially in the States with the QAnon cult basically being defined by their plan to hang everyone they don't like at Guantanamo Bay. 
So look, I guess striking down laws using lawyers is a better yeah. sort of weird power play better than, than that. Yeah. Than yeah, you know, you know, marginally. But the idea of a qualified advocate that can fight and win for these selfish, childish ideals winds up on this glorious pedestal. It's like they've got like a champion, like a gladiator, like Rusty's mm. going to come out and stab the judge with a fucking horse or something. The lawyers have become the true heroes of the pandemic to these people, and I don't blame them. You know, lawyers are the unsung heroes, we say, you know. While everyone else is hailing the doctors and the nurses and nerds, <laughs> just, they're, they're just big pharma. No, it's the lawyers. The lawyers will save the day. The they're advocates. Will, the lawyers will save us, yeah. Yeah, they'll Look, save us you know, That great. belongs in our famous last words segment, by it the way. Really, anyway. It really does. Hopefully not my last words. God, it's been a big day. That'd be a news story. So when they think they're about to get their way, they get disturbingly excited. God, they get all amped up. And this the thing. Opportunists capitalize on this, and they drip-freed these idiots' crumbs of hope with this sort of sketchy legal basis to prop up these hopes and turn them into massive donation drives. And it fucking works, man. The donations just has been. pour in. And with these comments like, oh, you can take them down. This will show them. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck the, fuck the government. And they really think they're going to win these cases and invalidate the laws that they don't mm. like. It's yeah. like, it's a given to these people. Yes. So if you look at the anti-vax movement, you've got, for example, Robert F. Kennedy, who is like the granddaddy of the anti-vax movement. Robert He's F. Kennedy a Jr. Yes, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Robert yes, F. Yes. Kennedy Sr. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't around no more. No. So his, his killer is... Uh, that's Soon to be, be released, but uh, Robert yeah. F. Kennedy Jr. Yes, yes, that is, is a very man. good clarification. Yes, uh, Jr. in all sense of the term. And, of course, they love him for his legal work. And to be fair, he did do some good work. And he Solid did- body of work. Yeah, Solid he- body of work. He fought for water conservation. I'm not going to fucking argue about that. I mean, obviously, since then, he's focused on killing children. But, like, yeah. at- before, Shifting. he was pretty good. You know, maybe he saved some children and maybe it's balanced him out in the universal karma. <laughs> I fucking doubt it. I fucking Don't doubt it. So. There's a few measles outbreaks that want to have a chat with him. Mm. So, so in this deeper dive, we're going to discuss a few of the lawyers that have used this to their advantage and seen a lot of idiots become a mob of adoring cult members and piggy banks for frivolous lawsuits run by ambulance chasers against all those big, nasty laws they simply don't like. We love Aww. lawyers. We love lawyers. We love them. They're the heroes of the pandemic. <laughs> so, Serene Tafar, I mean, from the very start, down in Victoria, Serene became a folk hero of the movement after establishing a fundraiser for a class action against the lockdown laws. She did one with the, the, the public housing towers, I believe, and then she yes. did one on behalf of Victoria and then the planet, and then bunny rabbits, and then dogs. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And there didn't really seem to be a legal basis for it. She just sort of took money and said that she was really clever, and I just couldn't see any reason why it would succeed at all. And as Lucky Lance said in the intro, if there was a chance this was going to succeed, bigger firms would have taken it on. They love this shit. It's like free PR for them. They go and they sue the government, and they end up winning. They're like the best law firm in the state. So, look. The basis she seemed to have was that she's a lawyer, she knows the law, so she's putting a hand out there. There's got to be a reason for it, right? And, you know, that is how it's meant to work. You're not meant to take on cases you don't have a fucking chance of winning. That's a thing. So after hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations, Serene seemed to have absolutely no idea what she was doing. But she knew one thing. People were giving her a shitload of money to do it. And people within the movement are so desperate to see these lockdown conditions change that when someone suggests there's a legal basis to have it struck out in court, People get really excited and they put their money where their mouth is. I mean, we've seen this time and time again. God, there's so many of these fucking fundraisers now. And she rode that wave of excitement all the way to the bank. Just hundreds of thousands of dollars. But she didn't get to keep it though because things have not turned out too well for Serene. Not so well. And since then, she's 
basically said that family law court judges were corrupt pedophiles and blah, Demo-way blah, blah. pedophiles. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I don't know if she went that far, but no, she Karen, might. That's, that's Karen's thing. It's a much, we've got Karen on the mind today because Karen Brewer yeah, Day today. Yeah, we're recording late. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. For and me. she was just saying things that are so outrageous at rallies and on Telegram mm. that Honestly, I doubt even the lunatic Trump lawyer Lynn Wood would say this sort of shit with a straight face. But here she was. And then, you know, she got struck off by the Victorian Legal Services Board. Yeah, look, it must be said this could be attributed to the work of our of our guest uh, today and our deeper dive. Lucky Lance, g'day, Lucky Lance. You're a bloody champion, man. You're a bit really of a folk here on the movement now because, yeah. Well done. He's done some um, good work. Yeah, Lucky uh, Lance was arguably instrumental in her disbarment uh, due to his diligent reporting of her various misdeeds and missteps and constantly holding her to account. Despite legal challenges like her taking an yeah. IVO out on him. Uh, I think there was even a few of them. It's pretty bad. It got struck out in court. You done good. You done good. Yeah, you done good. And you didn't take shit lying down, which is good. Good lad. So Serene has allied with these subset groups like the Human Rights Alliance who peddle these pseudo-legal nonsense fucking forms that get out of jail free skips at about $20 a pop and facilitating Zoom calls with Serene. Paid Zoom calls, no less. Calling her a lawyer. Bit of an issue with that, though. She's not She's not a lawyer. Any, not anymore. That, that was the striking off thing. Uh, and honestly, at, from what I've seen, calling her a lawyer was probably a bit of a fucking overreach anyway. All she does is tell these clowns what they want to hear, puff their egos in this battle of good versus evil where she's the gladiator in the courtroom of their dreams. And it's just hot air. It's just expensive, hot air, and it serves absolutely no purpose. And, of course, Serene has taken this entire circus one step further, attempting to use a function of the court to continue being a lawyer, which, if it wasn't so ridiculous and childish, I would say this is almost clever. And when I saw her do it, I was like, oh, well played, but with an inflection at the end that makes it a question, because she's publicly (laughs) stated on several occasions she will be an amicus curiae in various court proceedings related to lockdown protests. Now, amicus, this is something I learned in law school, is to be a friend of the court basically means you're not a lawyer, but you can help someone in the process of their case. So, yes. you know, look, if you're self-representing, you can bring a mate or if you want to help out a lawyer, but you're not a solicitor, you know, like it's that sort of thing where, you know, Dennis Denudo helped out Bud Tingwell on the castle, but Dennis Denudo is an actual lawyer, whereas Serene isn't. But, you know, that's he just handled it. the difference. He handled him notes saying, would you like a glass of water? I mean, that's a friend of the court, right? <laughs> it's less of a clever move and more like contempt of court. Now, I'm not a judge, so go. I can't say that, but I just feel like that's the kind of thing that's going to get you in hot water. I mean, it just sounds like a lawyer. So basically what she's doing is she's doing the equivalent of being like three kids in a trench coat going into a bottle shop saying, one one bottle of wine, please. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. The, because the Victorian Legal Services Board said, you cannot practice as a lawyer. That means yeah. you cannot attend court and represent people. You fucked up. So we can't have you as a sort of guest 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 of the court, a friend of the court, if you like. It doesn't make because any sense. That would sort of that would sort of undermine the whole business of disbarring you in the first place. Truly, truly. And this is the thing, like, you know, this really reflects how they think that the rules are for other people. They don't follow the rules. They're special. In doing so and having this kind of attitude, it hasn't worked out well for her. As we said, she's been struck off, but she's also had to watch as the hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations in her boutique law firm's bank account has been taken under the administration of another firm, Hall & Wilcox, who she's not a big fan of. Doesn't she's made that very wish, clear. No. Jacob <laughs> Ullians of Hall & Wilcox is charging her standard legal rates, which are not cheap. They're not cheap at all. About $500 an hour to do God knows what to basically dissolve her business. And that has got to hurt. Last time I checked, this was some time ago, she got like an $80,000 invoice from them. And I don't think she has any money. Like, that's really brutal. Ouch. Mm. I mean, adding on top of that, 
is what appears to be what is a severe mental breakdown, which honestly I don't blame her. She insists on playing that in public, which is exactly what Lynn Wood has done. Uh, Lynn Wood's a bit, a bit sadder with his stories about not talking to his son, but still. She's really she's not doing this quietly. The story of Serene is one of a good thing gone very, very bad. You've got these tons of donations, you've got a cult-like following, you've got adoring fans, and business is booming. But then struck off the roll, you start aligning with these two-bit scammer organizations like the Human Rights Alliance. And then eventually playing dumb and trying to represent people in court as an amicus in like some sort of weird Trojan horse mm. kind of method. It took about a year to destroy her career, maybe 18 months. And while she wasn't exactly a highly regarded leader, legal mind from what I can see. She used to be an ATO in-house lawyer who did the whistleblowing thing. You don't look back and say, oh, those landmark judgments she was a part of. Fair play to her. She still did get her ticket and she hung her shingle, made a boutique law firm. I yep. can't fault her for that. She's done more than I have. I've done like six subjects. <laughs> well, look, it's, a, look, it's absolutely right. But but when you talk about, you know, it's taken a year to destroy it, it's complete self-destruction. Oh, it's massively. Sure, totally. So, yeah. She's so just been walking around with lava. Other people, other, people, other people are somehow responsible. I mean, they've I mean, helped. She is a victim, not of circumstance. She is a victim of, of, of her own self-destructive intent. It is bizarre. And the thing is, is, she had all the warnings in the world that she was doing it, but yet she just kept fucking going. So, look, yeah. this is a spectacular downfall. I would read a book written about her but not by her. Because let's face it, <laughs> imagine the difference between a biography and an autobiography with this person. Like, it would be fascinating to read both. Yeah, be a bit of difference. Yeah. Just yeah. a touch. Just we're a gonna touch. Need, we're going to need an objective analysis of yes. Serena Tavaha's descent into uh, into an unemployability and, uh, and madness. Yeah, truly is. Truly is. So alongside Serene's loud public and lucrative grift, which ended in absolute tragedy for all involved, we have Nathan Buckley of G&B Lawyers. Yeah, not, the co- not the former coach of Collingwood. No. Uh, and not even Nathan Buckley of Optic Lawyers, who no. Lucky Lance has been determined to shield from this ridiculous character but yep. nathan buckley of gnb lawyers job yep that's the one it's a small commercial law firm in sydney and been poking the anti-lockdown bear since around mid uh, last year very early in the piece yeah he came in around the same time as serene i believe and look yeah about Buck- that time. Mm. buckley's facebook persona is one that does not take shit lying down and that's being nice because one could say he's actually an incredibly aggressive character on social media he is. who has lashed out at anyone who questions his motives or his behavior even including his supporters. I mean, he told one person to go fuck their ass with a dildo, who was, to be fair, not one of his supporters, but more of a troll. But still, I mean, have some fucking restraint. You're a man of the law. Calm yeah. down. Yes, indeed. When Harriet Alexander sought comment from him for an article in the Sydney Morning Herald, I mean, not like a blog. I mean, we're talking the Sydney Morning Herald. He posted their correspondence on Facebook and called it harassment. It's not it's, it's not, not harassment. It's seeking no. comment, you fucking creep. She's going to do an article on you. It's the least she can do. So to Buckley... A reporter asking questions is harassment because Buckley has a bizarre persona that lashes out due to a deep-seated sense of male fragility. It's actually quite terrifying. He seems like the kind of person that will just lash out at anything. It's well, he doesn't like questions, which is an interesting position for a lawyer to take. Yeah, it is actually really interesting. Bad career choice, Buckers. But in posting their correspondence to Facebook, he left her mobile number on the post. And anyone with a shred of decency would have obscured the number. But Buckley doesn't fuck around. You know, he's not here to play. And the thread saw people in the comments suggesting that they harass her back. And, you know, actual harassment. Unlike, oh, Buckley's idea of harassment. En masse to basically teach her a lesson. I mean, it was punishment. Yeah, look, I I, I accept what you're saying. But wouldn't that be an immediate 
you know, a, an immediate dismissal or at least a long period of Facebook jail well, he for, did, for he doxing actually someone did, like that. He got 30 days later, but the bots didn't catch up with that. I think that's more like incitement. But, you know, look, I'm not the crowd oh, prosecutor. it's extremely dangerous. It is. It's really bad. And this is the thing, because the anti-lockdown movement is so full of bullies that a person like Buckley just seems to feel quite right at home in their ranks because these are basically, let's face it, the hyenas of modern political movements. When Buckley and his incredibly questionable fundraisers became subject of a thread in a Facebook group called Lawyer Mums Australia, his fragile ego just short-circuited into that textbook Buckley rage fit, warning that he was coming after them, (laughs) quote, with an absolute shitstorm and the destruction of many careers. Oh, wow. Kraken! He's uh, he's uh, yeah. he's really up, he's going after he's going after lawyer mums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's pretty insane though, because the thing is, is that this was baseless, and the target of his angry outburst was a group of thirty two hundred lawyers that includes silks, judges, and solicitors who really might cause him to have a bad year if he wanted to take them on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know whose career is going to get destroyed. Theirs or his? Theirs or his? Oh, I, I know where my money's on. Uh, yeah. Ju- I, w- I wouldn't back Buckley. Yeah, the I silks, the judges, etc. Yeah. yeah, they're probably yeah. going to... Um, Just feels like it. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd back the lawyer mums on this one. So it did result in this back and forth war of complaints to the legal watchdog. He complained about them, they complained about him. And this familiar territory to Buckley, who had been previously found guilty of unsatisfactory professional conduct for acting unethically by sending correspondence that was, quote, threatening, abusive, and or discourteous. Mm. That's not a good set of words. That You don't want that to be describing you in any way, shape, or form. Mm. So he was reprimanded by the Legal Services Commissioner in January, but that... He's still managed to hold on to his ticket since and continue calling himself a lawyer, unlike Serene, to his adoring fans in the anti-lockdown movement. And fuck, they love him. They fucking love him. The stuff they say about him. They don't know him. They don't know lawyers. He's... He's a lot of That's things. That's the thing. So Buckley's story is a fascinating one and one that continues to unravel before us. I am watching intently. He's in possession of hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations. And let's face it, he's got a heavy weight in his shoulders because he's promised these people a lot. And these people are a peaceful research movement, but they're also an aggressive mob of people who have hinged their hopes, their careers, to save their jobs from the jab the on loss. his yeah. promises. He's given them this sense of hope through these various indications he'll fight the cases and win. He hasn't guaranteed anything, but he said he's going to have a good shot at it. And like I said before, these guys don't get it. They think if you throw money at it and a lawyer who knows the law will just win. So despite having a fairly shaky legal basis it's, for the so-called class the actions, movies. it's all about it. Exactly. Mm. It's so much like the movies. These guys have watched too much TV before they, you know, smash them after Thanos told them to. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's on for young and old. So one of the actions Buckley is planning to take is to strike out a vaccination requirement for construction workers. And this appears to be taken from an article in The Spectator. That's weird. And this makes this bizarre leap of faith. Sorry, guys, you're going to go to law school for a sec here. That a broad interpretation, that's a judgy type thing, of Section 5123A in the Constitution, which prohibits civil conscription to administer medical procedures. And this, as it sounds, is exactly what it is. Applies to medical practitioners and essentially rules out the government from forcing people to be doctors, but mostly for medical personnel to have to work for the government, even right. though it's pretty convenient <laughs> considering Medicare and that sort of thing. Yeah. This is fleshed out even further in the Spectator article. They quote from a judgment that civil conscription is, and I quote, compulsion or coercion in the legal and practical sense to carry out work or provide brackets medical services. How does that turn into a patient 
being obliged to take a medication in this way, being banned by this section. It's a practitioner. Mm. It is carrying out work. Medical mm. services. And I'm not here cheerleading for the government forcing jabs. I think mandatory vaccination is something that shouldn't be put in place. I think certain workplaces should have a, ma- a, a vaccine mandate, and that's fine. I don't think we should be rounding people up with the military and jabbing them in the arm. But no, no one's fucking asking for that. No, no, no. That's right. And this, this part of this, the Constitution is not going to strike out these laws. It's just fucking not. So the fact that he can say this as some kind of legal advice with a strategy with hundreds of thousands of dollars at play with a straight face just boggles my mind. Look, it's an interesting moral sort of argument. So if you're a frontline health worker, should you be required to vaccinate? Yes. Um, and, and and the argument is, you know, the moral argument is yes. I mean, and, and for your own benefit, you should vaccinate. But I'm hearing from people who work in uh, emergency medical situations uh, that not everyone is. And so what happens is that they're basically shuffled off to do their duties on wards and so forth because there is no mandatory requirement uh, for frontline healthcare workers to be vaccinated. Like, none of this makes any sense. I don't know what he's going to put on the application to the whatever court he's planning. It's just in the high court. I think it's just because idiots like hearing the words high court. Like, Supreme Court sounds so much better. I love Supreme. All the, all the ingredients. No, no, no. This Chuck is the, the high court. Oh, the fancy one. The highest court in the land. Yeah. yeah. That's the that's the one. Yeah. Mm. So somehow this idea is meant to work. And realistically, it's not going to. Amelia Simpson, associate professor at ANU, claims this approach is far-fetched oh, and yeah. highly unlikely to be accepted by any court, not just oh, mentioned oh. the high court. I agree with her uh, after my three weeks of constitutional law. And uh, to be honest, <laughs> I should be studying right now. And I'm fucking not. And I spent the last two days tracking Karen Brewer, tracking truckies, and not reading the constitution. So oh, what naughty, I fucking do for you naughty, guys. Naughty, 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 What I do for you guys. So he has, to be fair, qualified these claims through the process that he has no guarantee of winning and that it might go pear-shaped. And it, he's very clear about this when he seeks a plaintiff for the case. He seeks plaintiffs for all his cases to absorb any adverse cost orders. He mm. literally states, you must have nothing to lose. Risk of losing is a costs order against you. And he said in the past several times that a cost order from the high court can be in the millions. So you can't say he didn't warn them. But these people face financial ruin if he loses. And from what I can see... That's kind of going to happen. And look, this is the point, I suppose, that people generally don't have, and it was a point that, that Lucky Lance made, people mm. generally don't have any experience of courts and how they operate. Just no fucking um, idea. Neither do I, really, and I'm studying law. Particularly civil courts, which is essentially, you know, you're, you're finding companies suing one another and and, uh, and, and those sorts of things. The trenches. So when it comes to you undertaking an action or being part of a class action, you're just basically, you're funneling in money in, in the belief that you have a sort of coin toss type chance of winning. And if you lose, there will be, well, adverse costs. And you don't worry about those two things because you think you're right and you'll be okay and it'll go to the high court and it was just like the castle where, you're, <laughs> where, you're, where you know, everything's been against you but finally you have this triumph. And That's it really one, just underdog. does not work that way. No. And, and you'll find that, that, that once adverse costs are measured, I mean, those people have no understanding of how the judicial system operates and how much it costs. Because if you have, and you've said this, I mean, and to and to his credit, uh, Buckley has has basically laid this out to them. But people don't see this. People no. don't see this until they get a cost awarded against them, and then a number of solicitors go through the business of calculating costs, and that's a that's that's, that's an expensive business. 
There's a couple <laughs> hundred grand just on those people actually estimating the cost, and then you get the bill, and it's millions. Yeah. Or it's hundreds of thousands of dollars in the case of a class action that you're a, that you're a small part of, and you are up for that money, and there is no way out. <clears throat> and if you don't pay it, then you'll get another bill this time from the federal court, and it'll be telling you that you're bankrupt, and yep. that basically all these assets that you've got belong to your creditor. Yep. There will be a maximum amount of money you'll be able to bring in per well, week. People aren't thinking these things through because they think, oh, the law, the law, it's the vibe. Oh, yeah. but, you know, it's I'll be vibe. fine. It'll be good. It'll be just like the fucking castle. It should be fine. Buckley said it'll be fine. Don't worry about to it. answer for those fucking working dog people. <laughs> we love them. We love them. We do love the them. The Late yes. Show was one of the best things of television to ever seen. So, look, that's the issue because these people only hear what they want to hear and that's their thing. Mm. You know, they hear that it's risky but then they ignore that and they hear the more appealing lawyers are magical and we're definitely going to win. <laughs> Buckley doesn't say that. Buckley actually does. He's not a complete idiot. I'm not going to say that. Well, to his credit. Yeah, to his credit. Uh, he's, 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 Serene's a moron. He's not, not selling a part. No, exactly. Um, but the comment section, that's where it all happens because all these people drum up this hype and then Buckley gets the donations from everyone telling each other to donate because Buckley is the smartest guy in the fucking room. And let's face it. When you dance too crazy, you get what you're given. And Buckley might just find his cult-like following turning ugly once the donations disappear and the lawsuits fail. But only time will tell on this one. I'm not going to look into the future. I don't have Lucky Lance's crystal ball. But what I can say is I reckon Buckley <laughs> is making a fucking grave mistake in getting involved in this. A grave mistake. Yeah, very, very, very. Look, it would be remiss of us not to mention one of the most prolific class action crowdfunders, Avi Yemeni, not a lawyer. And also, not, not a, journalist, a journalist, although he does have a T-shirt that says journalist. Yeah, he does. He bought it on eBay. That's not the same not thing. The same. His donation drive, Fight the Fines, through the Canadian right-wing media outlet Rebel News. Oh, my God, what a pox on humanity. They're the worst. Has been consistently capitalising on the fear of government overreach, mostly in Victoria, but also in New South Wales. Arby's main stick is about this idea of fighting the fines, and we will get to that in a future episode. But he started off with the same grift, donations for a grandiose lawsuit against the lockdowns. Yep. Arby raised approximately 100000 a figure he states for a constitutional challenge to the lockdowns. But after raising all that money, we still have lockdowns. Yep. So where's the money, Arby? Where's, where's, where's the fucking money, Where's the money, Arby? Where's the money? What happened to those lawsuits? Yep. I've, look, I have seen there has been one, and there has been one. What, the and, Supreme and Court and one? Dis- yeah, that's oh, right. That's and massive dis- Disputes among among people that have donated to him and and people within his I guess his orbit about uh, where all the sort of money's disappeared yeah. and why they had lost control over over the lawsuits and so forth and you know he had a number of embarrassing uh, confrontations outside the Supreme yeah I think Jackie Court Dundee Melbourne. even had a bit of a go yeah we also have bizarre campaigns by old men yelling at clouds old school anti vaxxer Solihan Millen under the name of Make Australia Healthy Again <laughs> what the fuck is and that Sol- has bragged in the past about how, as a pensioner, he gets a discount on high court filing fees. <laughs> Loves a bargain. I love it. You know, if you go down there on a Tuesday, you'll get it even it cheaper. It really is. He's a psychic, but he keeps for he keeps on failing to see into the future where the high court rejects his applications for having zero legal. Merit. Oh, whoopsie! Bit of an oversight. He, oh my! My third eye was dirty that day. <laughs> that's right. The, it's one of those legal expressions that Sol really should have learned by you now. You think so? Zero 
legal merit. I think the next thing he's going to learn is uh, vexatious litigant. I think Look, that's the next. I just get the I, I get the feeling there's full the the, the, the full bench of the, of, of the High Court. I may be wrong about this. They're just sitting around laughing, waiting for souls now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's probably like a nice day off for them, you know. Hey, hey, hey we got it. We got it. It's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're offering him, you know, cut price Tuesday. Yeah, that's it. Um, because <laughs> so they can have a look at some of the mental stuff he puts in there. Because he he's a circus. He also claims to be on a mission from God, but it appears God isn't a high court justice. Yes, well, you know, he just hasn't been appointed. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, yeah. Give it time. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, so. Sol's website is absolutely littered with bizarre conspiracy theories and wild misinformation. When he loses in court, he just blames the system. <laughs> it's so predictable. No, 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 Zero legal merit. Yeah, do you fucking Try research. Not that. It's rigged, he says. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. blah. Pretty standard stuff for this lot. They, they raise funds directly from donations and also from vague fundraisers that are bizarrely successful. It's crazy. This is the thing. People are pouring money into these pouring. things. Pouring. They must just think, well, it doesn't matter if we never see it again because they won't. They will never see it again. What other marketable skills does Somalin have like this guy is a washed up fucking loser and he's sitting there raking in money by just basically making these frivolous high court applications and then doing videos saying oh it only failed because the judges are corrupt <laughs> well at least they're not at least these donors are not liable for, for, for there is that writings. so but but uh, when we look at some of the others they are imagine if one of the applications actually got through he'd be like a dog chasing a car that actually caught it he'd be like oh I was never meant to catch this car and now I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, elsewhere, Peter Matuk yes. of Matuk Lawyers has joined the fray looking for a few hundred thousand bucks as well. What a character. Matuk looks like a wild character who's had the misfortune of being robbed at gunpoint, owns a drag racer with the plates, VL God. Nice. I like it. It's mm, it's like a staunch that. move. Classy. Runs runs an online divorce business and a home-owned business and claims he doesn't know the meaning of the words give up. Although I think he's... I think, he might, I think he should. It's just a bit of a comment on the, on the entire education Yeah, system, you think they teach that in like primary school. Give up. They're like basic <laughs> words in the lexicon. Mate, like Peter, please give up. Yeah. Uh, and he's had a crack at the mayoral spot, uh, mayoral spot in Liverpool in Western Sydney and seems like a bit of a maverick character, you know. So their call for money says they need $300,000 initially, so it's like an open-ended appeal for cash because, you know, initially. We'll need 300 up front. Yeah. 300 large <laughs> up front. In cash, please. So this is to get an injunction to stop mandatory vaccination. Everyone uses the word class action, which really creeps me out because I don't think it's really class action. But an injunction to stop mandatory vaccination, there's something about this thing, like maybe they thought this through. And unlike Buckley, who has separate actions for aged care, construction, and general anti-lockdown, just class actions, he's bundled up all into this one big injunction. It's going to stop it in its tracks. Yeah, look at and the thing about when you when you undertake an injunction, uh, when someone takes undertakes an injunction against you, the other side get, virtually gets a free kick. Yeah, right? that, <laughs> they virtually get a free kick to explain why the, why the injunction should not be knocked over. It's very actually relatively inexpensive, although it would be the state actually arguing, yes. arguing why the injunctions will, will be knocked over. But what, once you have an injunction in place, in the un, very unlikely. Very unlikely uh, um, um, uh, prospect that this this would actually happen. It's only for a limited period of time, and 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 then the, uh, uh, the the relevant court would be would be looking at the claim itself. Yep, and that when that injunction comes up, the jab is coming in because none of these laws actually fucking work. So you've got these 
desperate pleas all over Telegram to donate to this cause. And Matuk himself makes these videos that genuinely sound like a fruit hawker yelling specials across a shopping center, you know. <laughs> cop cases, cop cases, two for one. Don't worry, donate some money, we'll get an injunction. You want an injunction? I get your injunction. I get your injunction, chief. You can't handle yeah. the injunction. So the thing that separates this guy is he's keen to get in court. He's just like Lucky Lance. He wants to go to court. He loves going to court. He puts on such a better show than Buckley, who's this like sad guy who's got like the, the headshot yeah. from when he's 30, Some but he's actually really gray and old. Thing. Yeah, sneering. Yeah, yeah, he just sneers at detractors in the comment section because it's all he sort of got. He shames people into donating more money. Oh, what? Can't you afford 50 more bucks? What's fucking wrong with you? What, don't you work? Like, what's your problem, mate? Like, it's just, it's, yeah, Matuk is way more fun. They claimed you lining up a QC for the case, but I don't know which QC would actually take this brief. And as a bit of a legal nerd, I'm dying to know who from that upper echelon of legal fraternity would actually take on an injunction against mandatory vaccination for whatever bizarre reason they think it's going to work. The basis of both parties is pretty fucking loose. So I just can't imagine it has a chance. Well, it's, 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 again, it's just the vibe. Injunction. It's just got this really powerful tone to it. It does, doesn't it? I'll get you. An injunction. Yeah. And you go, injunction? I'll have five. That's what I need. <laughs> I need an injunction. Do you have Do you have a bag for it? This guy can get me an injunction. Yeah. Have a look at That's him. It. He's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. He's got a, he has a hot rod. Yeah, and he, he talks himself up really well, which I quite like. The men's is like a natural salesman. So yeah, yeah. to Matuk's credit, this must be said, and unlike Buckley, the money is going into a trust account, which means Matuk is bound by certain fiduciary laws that Buckley is not held to, which makes me think maybe... He's not as much of a scammer as the others. But everything else just leads to scammers. So what I think he's going to do is basically make a case, flub it, but he's going to do some honest work here. He's going to, Maybe he even believes his own he's bullshit. Going to give it a, he's going to give it a shot. I don't know. He's going to, get you, he's going to try and get you an injunction in the Supreme Exactly. I think, That's I, as far as he I can think go. he's going to try. So they've managed to raise almost $80,000 so far, which is a very noble effort, especially considering Buckley was talking it's trash at him the whole not time. enough. Actually, that's – well, I would have thought eighty grand for a Supreme Court injunction is well, – it's, it's just about – all he should, all he should know. I think that's about all. I think that's about all. But they're going for 300K. So, well, why not? Yeah, 300K. Why not? Look, you go, first you go to the Supreme Court, then you go to the Maserati dealership, then you go home. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And uh, another group, AFL solicitors. Oh, <laughs> not the Australian Football League. And I don't quite know how that all works, really. Yeah. I reckon the Australian Football League would be having a look at AFL solicitors and going, we don't really like that. No. no. I mean, we like it. We like it when we use it, but we don't like it when other people use it. Do they it. So put sure trademark been, all over it? Might have been a few. Might have been a few shots fired out over the bows there. Now, AFL solicitors are clearly the most cooked of the bunch, so we are going to close with them. The only law firm to start a Telegram account, which is almost seventeen to seventeen thousand subscribers now. That's not it's bad. not bad. We're not closing with them though, because there's one more guy at the end, but we're going to get there. No, okay, you got one more. Yeah. These guys have really decided to dance with the devil, calling out for all kinds of legal representation. The principal, Tony Nikolic, represented the horse puncher very proudly and got him out of remand. It's a very famous horse racing name, Nikolic. I know. Uh, I knew you'd like Nikolic. I knew you'd see that and be like, yeah, fucking Nikolic. And sometimes not for entirely entirely positive It's the colourful racing identity. What's wrong with that? AFL Solicitor's Telegram pushes ivermectin conspiracies, random war calls like hold the line and we are winning, crap about PCR tests not working, creepy memes about protecting kids that clearly came from 4chan pedo trials, complete lies about the vaccine 
vaccine. And honestly, it's about as pilled as any telegram group you'll find, with a few exceptions. Yeah. But still, you They're know. so pilled. You know what? That fucking wasteland is like. <laughs> they are even asking for people to give them details of non-existent dead kids from the stadium so they can get in touch with their families. Like, I know ambulance chasing is a thing, but this is literally chasing a dead kid made up by conspiracy theorists. AFL lawyers... Not the AFL. No, not the AFL. Not the Australian Football League. AFL solicitors are next level cooked. And not the AFL lawyers either, because the AFL lawyers are probably quite trigger happy. Oh, well, the people. The in house counsel of the yeah, AFL. I can tell Fuck you for a that. fact that they are. <laughs> uh, like Buckley, AFL solicitors seek plaintiffs for their class actions, which essentially throws them under the bus in the case of an adverse costs order. But hey, anything to make a point. And a buck. They are calling for a pregnant plaintiff who has been forced to take the COVID jab by their employer. This is on top of the other million class action style lawsuits they claim to be making applications for. You know, we're very busy they boys, They are job. so busy. So busy. Like, you know, you wake up in the morning. Yeah, it's uh, two class action Thursday. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very, very busy. Yeah, AFL solicitors made uh, our radar when they put out a call for construction workers to take out a personal violence order against uh, New South Wales Health Minister, Brad I Hazard. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, if they were feeling a sense of fear due to having to choose between the jab and your job. That's, that's the basis. Just serve Brad Hazard. Just serve Mark. <laughs> you cannot come anywhere near me, Brad Hazard. That's embarrassing as well. Uh, <laughs> they claim they will assist with this request, but I genuinely have no What's idea. What's the process? Having... What is the process to do that? It's baseless. Maybe they'll drive you up to one of Brad Hazard's presses. <laughs> and, uh, see, that's him over there. Just say you're the him. prime creator, just in case you get arrested. <laughs> well, I haven't heard of anyone uh, having this actually carried out, but there have been a few stunts around the presses, so, so maybe. But I wonder if they've, uh, if they've charged anyone to try it. Mm, yeah, anyway. <laughs> not so sure. Now, due to the fact that they are asking for every man his dog to come forward and either sue the government... <laughs> You just have to understand your undertaking there. The government is basically the state of New South Wales. That's what you're suing. It's a big and the state target. of the state of New South Wales is literally worth trillions of dollars, mm, and they can go longer than anyone. They can go longer than any corporation. They can go longer, uh, really, than any individual. So, so when you undertake, well, even on reasonable grounds, action against them, you know, you know, things are going to take a long, long time because they'll drag it. Basically, out. Basically, like the analogy here is the old quote: "If you're going to take a shot at the king, don't miss." Yeah, that's right, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly right. So they also said they'd fight people's fines. How is they charge of filling out the back of a form? I mean, I hope there's a telegram discount for that because honestly, uh, work is work. I mean, like, good luck getting these people to pay the invoice at the end of it. But obviously, <laughs> all this hysteria is peppered with requests for donations. We are lawyers. We're here to save you. Heroes. Give us money. We are your heroes. Please and thanks. Not all heroes wear a coat. Yes, that's wear it. Coat. Some wear mm. wigs. So look, at this point, and to close off the deeper dive finally, which I honestly thought this would Ugh. never end. This is so fucking long. With Lucky Lance plugged into the start of it, it's going to be so fucking long. God, I hope you guys have some spare time. Over the past few days, it has become clear that yet another crowdfunding lawyer has stepped into the ring, ah. this time alongside Reignite Democracy Australia. Casually, Monica Smith just got arrested for incitement. Oh! Well, he's he's, he's going to get busy right now. Yeah. He's, Maybe he's going to become the next head of Reignite Democracy Australia. There's a bit of a fucking... There's a vacancy. He's down a springy cop shop now, um, you know, saying, look, you know, I'd like to speak to my client and say, mate, uh, we're a bit busy here, mate. You just go and sit over there. Yeah. Could you put a mask on, please? That's so, right. 
he's popped in the Morgan C. Jonas show. I didn't watch it. I'm allergic to that show. But they are absolutely no, creaming their pants because what they've done is they've subpoenaed the chief medical health officer in Victoria, the sexy Malexi, Brett Sutton. Oh. And they absolutely loathe him for all these obvious and trivial reasons. So the idea of getting him in the stand has those massive Nuremberg trial vibes they keep talking about. <laughs> so they like, you know, they basically think that Brett Sutton's gonna get in the stand and they're then gonna chop his head off. So <laughs> the whole thing is based around challenging the validity of PCR tests, which then would invalidate all the public health directives that rely on them. It kind of makes a bit of sense. If they could do this, it'd be quite impressive. But the idea that Brett Sutton can't provide evidence that PCR tests work in court is fucking laughable. He's, he's actually a very bright man. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he'd be able to he'd, he'd get across this they if, probably see- if, it, if it gets that far. They see him and they think, you're too attractive to be smart. Aha, aha. He's got both. He's got got both. He's got tats. He's got to be, you know, a little bit stupid. (laughs) That's it. If only it worked that way. So I I am amazed he's got past the registrar. I don't really know the backstory to it. All I can say is, assuming they're not lying through their little teeth about subpoenaing Sutton, but they did release some sort of statement. They claim the case has been listed and the subpoena has been served. I mean, almost well done. I mean, Buckley hasn't listed shit. AFL hasn't listed shit. Fucking Nikolic hasn't listed shit. And now these guys, in the course of God knows how long, have just started a case. So the lawyer involved, Jonathan Andrews, might actually believe his own bullshit because unlike Buckley, who seeks out a plaintiff to absorb the almost inevitable adverse cost ruling, which in the case of the government case, as we've discussed, will bankrupt anyone who's of modest means. Andrews is taking this one in full. He's the fucking plaintiff. Of course, he has his hand out for donations. He's racked up 13 grand in three days, which is chicken feed, really. But let's face it, these guys must have donation fatigue because how many times have they had to put a pineapple in a jar for some fucking lawsuit? How many pineapples have they How many do they have? How many pineapples have they I got? worry, there's too much. This is the problem with fucking housing. Assholes who have yeah. lived in a house 20 years and are millionaires. And look where well, it's got us. If you're mortgaging your house, can there be the finance on uh, the capital you've got in your house? Uh, I'm gonna, just going to lend to the, If something goes horribly wrong, you're going to lose your house. But yes, anyway, and maybe they should. Finance companies don't fuck around. No, they really don't. Andrews appears to represent people in divorce, financial, and domestic violence matters. What a oh. smattering of skills. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how this legal background is going to translate into proving that PCR tests are inaccurate. I didn't see anything medical or scientific in there. Uh, he really likes Bitcoin. Maybe he's going to Bitcoin his way out of this. But I can only imagine he plans to submit YouTube videos as evidence because I don't think there's really much else. Like, this is just, this is destined to be a fucking train assuming it ever makes it to court. And let's face it, this is a fairly risky endeavor for the lawyer involved because he probably thinks he's going to win. But at the end of the day, he's got no fucking chance. This is just going to go so badly for him. It's going to be the end of his legal career before it even started. I mean, in all this, you you got to ask, where are, where are our legal administrators? Where is the New South Wales Law Society, yeah, for example? where's the commissioner? What's going on? Yeah, there's been a lot of thumbing of noses uh, in their direction by some of, uh, some of their aforementioned. And Big I know time. for a fact that they have been inundated with complaints against them. Big Yet time. they say nothing, nothing at all. It's nothing. kind of that weird guild-like behaviour of, of Crickets. Uh, law societies. Is this some kind of grand plan we're unaware of or other use as well as losses are just kind of useless. I can see how Charles Water Street got away with what he did for as long as he did because let's face it, you can do almost anything in New South Wales and keep your ticket pretty wild. And Charles, he really did. He, he really, really did. didn't give it an edge. He tried to lose it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, class action crowdfunding is one side of the coin. The other, crowdfunding for legal fees, we'll look at that later. And some of the hilarious legal advice from Sobsits and actual lawyers in a couple of weeks, I mean, 
Buckley suggested getting an intervention order against the police and AFL solicitors, as we said, suggested getting an AVO on Brad Hazard. <laughs> Sound legal advice Sound right there. Sound legal advice. Sound legal advice. Yeah. That Please donate. Reserved. 